Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Matt, a.k.a. the Lumberjack Landlord. Super excited for our Friday sessions, as always, coming off a hot Thursday of Three Amigos sessions. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot there. I mean, I'm sure it's exhausting watching it. It's certainly exhausting for (laughs) me. Dude, I, I'm serious. My abs are a little sore this morning. It's so it's so fun. I mean, we have so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, maybe someday we'll do outtakes, but I doubt it. <laughs> I just publish everything. I don't even bother editing. Ah, load. It's true. I, I was like, it's not like people are missing a whole lot in the minute and a half that we have before video, between videos. But exactly. uh, as always on Fridays, we're here with our good friend, Mr. Michael Zuber from One Rental at a Time with his purple hair. Congratulations to everyone that participated with getting a card, but congratulations also to the folks that were disciplined that wrote offers that didn't get a card. Absolutely. And they'll get a card coming up based on what we're about to talk about. So very interesting. And I think the thing, the big thing is for folks is that please understand we are very serious. We would much rather have you not do a deal than do a bad deal. Every day, every day of the week. It's never a good time to buy a bad deal. Never, ever, 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 ever. Right. Correct. Well, so let's jump into it. So the first topic for us today is Mike, what happened to housing sales? Dude, housing sales crashed. (laughs) It fell off a cliff. They've tumbled. It's destroyed. It's Armageddon. (laughs) You're just lucky I don't edit. (laughs) that'd be the beginning of the video so yeah it's crazy i mean they were down what seven six or seven two seven two down seven point two percent month on month yeah uh, more than expected uh but not but exactly exactly what i told you was coming yes 100 percent. 100 percent. we're talking about yeah we've had we have a we don't have a supply problem the media the idiots on youtube are wrong correct we have had a demand problem. And how do you fix demand? Well, you raise interest rates. And we have seen interest rates go up now one and a half percent. Yeah. And again, the idiots on YouTube and the media will like to tell you that if rates go up one and a half percent, property has to crash 15%. Right. It's not how it works. Nope. Not, it's not directly. So it's not like stock market. It's not like, I always tell people there's, there's the farming concepts in life. And there's the vending machine concepts in life. Mm. It's yeah. not put dollar in, get Coke out, put dollar in, get Coke out, or your, dr- or your drink of preference. It, yeah, is, it is in this market, in real estate, and why you and I largely picked it over the stock market is because it takes time for things to yeah. unfold. And if you yeah. can study what's happened in the past versus what's happening now, you can usually put together a fairly decent model of what to expect and at least not be completely caught off guard. Like, holy cow, I had no idea that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the X company was completely fraudulent and their earnings were lies. <laughs> and now my stock is worth a hundredth what it used to be. Right. It doesn't happen in the real estate market though. No. What are the nice no. things? So yeah, there's lots of, lots of checks and balances and yeah. So that article was, so I'll, I'll put a link in the description. It was a CNBC article. 
mm-hmm. um, that you and I are referencing. Um, what was your, I, I, so I read it and kind of had what my biggest takeaway was. What was your biggest takeaway kind of in the whole article based on, you know, 7.2 sales down, you know, uh, mm-hmm. percent sales down? What was your, on existing homes, what was your biggest takeaway from that article? Uh, that I'm right again. <laughs> I like being right. <laughs> yes. Need I say more? Video over? Yeah. Uh, no. So yeah, it, 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 it really is. I mean, that article is exactly uh-huh. what, what I would expect to happen, what I've been telling people happen. Demand. Right. Demand is going to be hurt. Demand is going to fall. Demand. And oh, by the way, I started Wednesday of this week. And you can go back and watch the videos, yep. putting out headlines that buyer demand has changed overnight. Yep. It's exactly what I told you was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing is the demand picture unfold. And just wait until the March numbers come out. Yeah. But again, this is not a real estate crash in prices. Right. It is a transaction yeah. problem first. Yeah. If we can go, if, if interest rates can go up 800 basis points in another era and real estate prices don't crash, it's a sign that the connection is not there. However, 800 basis points, real estate transactions fell 50%. Yeah. That makes sense to me. <clears throat> that is right. what's happening. So here you go. Demand falls. Mm-hmm. Inventory will build. Yes. And the number one metric that will prove that I am right again is days on market will get longer. Correct. Right now, in that article, which you can go read, it's 18 days. Right. Right. That is stupid fast. Stupid, stupid, stupid fast. Mike, do you remember the days when it used to take 90 days from when you put the thing on the market to actually get a good enough offer you could negotiate with and actually try and get a deal done? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have sold. I have bought. I mean, I wouldn't even look at listings until they were 30 days old in the beginning. Yep. Yep. You get over the euphoria. Sure. Exactly. I don't don't want in the beginning, like when I was doing this 15 years ago, I never wanted to compete with that owner that wanted that house. Correct. Right. That school district, that house. So I'm like, I don't even bother with 30 days. Let them have them. I want everything else. I think the most telling statistic that I came away with from that article was uh, that I was right. You yes, that. that that too. Yes, that too. Yep, yep. I was like, I was like, wow. So it's unfolding, um, kind of like we've been talking about for months. And this is at, you know, and this isn't even data based on a rate hike, right? This like, there's oh, no, yeah. rate hike. there's no rate, no hike inflation, no inflation's not running yeah. nuts. Like this is yeah. oh nothing awesome. in that. So <laughs> the biggest number that I took away was for the same house last year, the payment is twenty eight percent higher so for all those people that have been saying crash 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 hey guess what they cost you 28 every month 28 percent higher is what the payment is for that buyer so here's what i'm saying it appears as though wages being increased have mattered Oh, shocking. Michael is right again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy's good. I mean, when I look at it and I was like, wow, 28% higher. Because the funny thing is, my deals this year, last year I looked and I did 10 deals mm-hmm. and uh, they were kind of all over the place. I think kind of my average in my market last year was probably 8% and I was doing deals at 15 to 20. Yeah, that's, But towards that's- the end of the year, I was doing the deals between 20 and 30. Nice. And so the crazy thing about this is what, what happened towards the end of last year, pricing went up, rates got worse, 
So I was, so it was people still pricing things based on old models and it created great, it created great deals or great elite deals. I mean, 20 to 30%, like sign me up for one of those every single time. Yeah. And again, that's doing the work, knowing your buy box, Mm -hmm. following rents. It's, um, it's unfortunate that people want it, but aren't willing to do the work, right? Welcome to life. Yeah. It's, right? Again, this How to Get Started One Rental at a Time course that I created that built my success that is the book that you've added to 4321, mm-hmm. uh, Dion's Binder Strategy, all this wonderful stuff. It freaking works. It does. But if you don't want to work, it can't, work. He- can't help you. It's like, it's like the nicest race bike in your garage yeah. that you don't get on. <laughs> yeah. And it's gassed up. It's tuned. Brakes work. Got ready. the key. Ready. It's ready. It's, it's got hell. It's got, you got helmets and pads and whatever mm-hmm. race gear, mm-hmm. but you don't put it on. You freaking people. Don't stop talking. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, all you can do is create a path. I think the path has been created, but let's face it. It still is going to take the work. And what's really oh, yeah. interesting, though, is, is that everybody, you know, last year was like, you're buying in the bubble, you're buying in the bubble, you're buying in the bubble. Hey, how does my uh, 3.75% 30-year fixed investor loan look on my four properties that I bought in Q4 of last year look right now? A year ago, yeah, I was screaming. Yep. My 50 years of research, a day of my life that I will never get back. <laughs> clearly pointed out the people that won the 1970s and there weren't many of us 1970s sucked for almost everyone but the clear winner was anybody who bought a house in 1970 30 year fixed rate debt lowest of the decade had complete rent inflation uh housing appreciate your your 10 down payment uh went up 600 in value there were winners in the 70s they were called homeowners or investors who bought in 70 71 72 Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to listen, you want to listen to people calling for a, a real estate crash. Congratulations, your payments are up twenty seven percent, and you missed out on nineteen percent equity gain. You freaking idiots! In a, in a year, a year in a yeah. like in a year and With you know, thirty year debt. <laughs> I tell you, it's it's um. The, I have talked to so many people that actually had bought um, last year. Mm-hmm. And they said this year that in some cases they've bought again, primary residents, Mm -hmm. they bought again and turned their first one into a rental because they're like, the numbers were so crazy good. Yeah. I'm telling people that's one of the reasons I think the Fed has created a decade of lower inventory. Yes. Because there's so many people that bought their home with stupid 2.75% 30 year money. We've had crazy rent growth. Every, everybody who bought a first time home as homeowners should turn it almost everyone should turn it into a rental yeah. because the numbers are stupid good. Yeah. They're crazy good. I mean, to the point where it's almost like two X what you would normally expect. Oh yeah. So it's literally like four. You don't even need anymore. You could do it off of two or three. Like exactly. some of the numbers that I've seen on some of these properties, I'm just like, this is two and three X what my normal return. Is. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's uh yeah. Congratulations for taking action, doing the work. Um, I feel bad for anybody who listened to these 40% crash people. Oh my God, just so bad. That's all right. I mean, Ken McElmore has enough money <laughs> to write a check to every single person that lost out on 80 to 150,000 bucks of uh, equity. 
but it's the payment that kills me. Your payment is 27% higher now Yeah, for the same house. And that's 27% higher every month for the next 30 years. As long as you stay there. Yep. How, do you li- how do you like me now? As long as you stay there. And that's for people that are, so we're still seeing, I'm not sure about you. I think mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see kind of in the next 60 days, mm-hmm. what that article would then say, because we oh. had a seasonably cold winter. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the country had a seasonably cold winter. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if, because that's kind of when the article was based on, sure. if those sales were down that much, because people were like, listen, I'm used to living in 70 and beautiful and seven and frigid isn't my thing. And so <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing where, where did zero go? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing anything like yeah. here. Even though they're new, we're New Englanders, even though we have people moving from the same type of climate, New York can, well, the same weather climate, not the same financial climate, but moving from New York and Connecticut and things like that and Massachusetts, what's really interesting is, is they suffer the same weather everywhere else. We didn't see the same type of dip that we usually see in the wintertime. Um, but I think from the warm weather states, I think, you know, like maybe California to Idaho or something like that. I'm interested to see if there's any correlation there. Um, because there, there may be, there may not be, it might just Uh, be, there there will be Californians are soft. I live here. I lived here 50 years. I can say that, uh, generally speaking now they may not come back. Here's the wrinkle. Yeah. You, you go from California to Idaho. You suffer the worst winter in Idaho's history. You're probably not, some of you will stay. Sure. A lot of you will go, that sucked. Yes. You, yes. you, you probably won't come back to California because again, you left California for likely yeah. other reasons yeah. and those yeah. haven't changed. Yeah. Maybe Arizona or Texas. Yeah. You go, you go, you go, I'm going South. <laughs> I'm going closer to the equator. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. Cause I feel like, so I did a little bit of work in Florida markets, mm-hmm. just kind of checking it out and kind of seeing if you don't have a spreadsheet that you update there daily, Oh, dude. you are yeah. going to get nailed. That dude, market I, is moving that fast. Bananas. Yeah. I interviewed a, a, a rock star team from Miami. I right saw there. that was an awesome interview. If you guys haven't watched that interview on Mike's channel with the team of three from Miami, you have got to watch that video. I think yeah. it is so telling and it's awesome yeah. seeing, I mean, I, I on hope, the ground, I yeah. hope they're prepared yeah. for years from now, because I guarantee they are popping crystal once a week right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, talk about that interview a little bit, because I think that that's an, I thought that was an awesome interview. Yeah, it was a team from Miami. More importantly, it was a team from Miami that had experience all the way back to the Great Recession. That's right. So they were talking about what stuff was like when the Great Recession, how the bad lending and how it's different now. And they talked about building and condos and they talked about a thousand people moving to Miami a day or something stupid. Oh, yeah. Just something stupid. Stupid. They talked about professional athletes buying, you know, brand new yeah. duplexes. It was duplexes, just an yeah. awesome, awesome interview. And yeah, Florida, Miami specifically. Again, Miami, we actually ca- talked about it in the interview. Number one, most unaffordable market. And they're like, dude, we're not done yet. It's still going crazy. I'm telling you, what was really funny to me was that reminded me of back in the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. When all of a sudden, all of these high rises were like, 40% occupied. Dude, it was, I remember, because again, my uh, Florida, as I recall, is a judicial state, not um, whatever. There's two types of foreclosures. They were the longer of the two. So it was like a thousand days to foreclose. But once they got there, I mean, there were like entire buildings where half the units were foreclosures. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. And, and they were literally like giving them away. It was, yeah. it was comical. I mean, I hope y'all bought some because you're sitting on a thousand percent gain now. Well, we were looking in, when we were looking in Las Vegas, I think it was in 06, oh, or no, I was looking there because um, we, weren't, we weren't married yet. And Ashley and I hadn't gone to Vegas yet together. And I was looking there in 05 and 06. And in the MGM, you could get a two bedroom condo unit and it was a million dollars. In 09, you could get that unit for 350 grand. Yeah. The funny thing was, I then tried to buy one and I couldn't get a loan. Yeah, because they're not, they weren't lendable. You had to pay cash. Right. You had to pay cash. But think about that. If you paid that 350, those are selling right now for one, two, and one, three. Damn. I mean, you're talking almost 4X on your money in like 10, 12 years. Yeah. Ooh, well, it's good to be idea. the king. So, yeah. King. So, Mike, thanks for talking through this with me. Again, that CNBC article, I'll put the link in there, but I think you guys should read it. There's a lot there. Um, I don't think it's panic worthy. I think it's more knowledge. It's yeah, more it knowledge is. that you have to be accruing and starting to track, right? Starting to track through your thought processes, your spreadsheets, it's largely, it could be your market. It might not be your market, but it's something that you have to be aware of what's going on nationally because a lot of these national banks are how, what really affect rates along with the Fed. Yeah. Yeah. What I would do is, is read this as the beginning of the slowdown, right? Your market may not be slowing down yet, but all of them will feel this. It's, it, unless you're in a market where every buyer is paying cash, which that doesn't exist, or I should say, I don't know if it exists, mm -hmm. um, higher rates are going to have an impact. It's going to peel people off at the edges. And oh, by the way, rates aren't done going up. Uh, again, we talked about rates going up, taking action. We both did refis to get dry powder and all these things we've been talking about. Uh, you know, we've been right a lot. And I think, I think you and I deserve some of that. Uh, and a lot of these fear monger channels uh, are making a penny off every crash video they put out, but uh, we're trying to help people make thousands. So. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, I, I hope, I hope people continue to watch and keep track of this stuff because there will be correction, but it's just no, it's not that close. It just is not that close. Oh, you know, if you there, Mike, there could be another 10 point run up in the rest of the rest of this year. So I did rough math. Cause again, I believe yeah. in the affordability index. I told yep. you that's what I used sure. last time. It's, it's my lightning in a bottle to steal a phrase uh, from yesterday's three yeah. amigos. I'll do it again. I have no question. Sure. Fresno today is, I think, a 40 or a 41. If it falls to a 25 or 23, I'll sell everything. Well, almost everything. But now, would, price, that be, would that be all single families and keep the... Uh, because all, all resis, all residential, yeah, right. anything with a resi loan. So fourplexes and below. Okay. Interesting. But rough, roughly speaking, my market has to go up. And again, it's, it's, a, it's a triangle, right? It's price, rate, and income. So it's really hard to do the math. But roughly speaking, if... If my median home goes from um, 386, which I think it is today, to like 512, I have to sell. That's okay. I'll, I'll take another 35%. I'm not saying it's going there, but everybody wants to know when I'm selling again. If you snap your fingers, incomes haven't changed, rates are roughly the same, but prices go to 512, I might look to sell a bunch of houses. Yeah. It's interesting because... I'm out. I only have one single family left other than that beach one that we talked about yesterday. Yeah. You know, we only have one left and I look at it and I'm just like, and it's rented and it's rented at an outrageous rate, admittedly, like 
outrageous. Like it's a 45% return on capital. Ah, you just keep it. So at that point, I I can keep it. It doesn't matter. But to that end, we're we're still we've we've been range bound, kind of anywhere from seven to one to four Mm. to five to three to six. Single digits. Single digits affordability, which means that 90 plus percent of people moving to this market or in this market can't afford a median house. That's well, what I, I, I'm not sure that's what it means. I think what it means is 90% of the existing residents can't find it. I don't think it's a 90% yeah. of the people moving there. I think a no, lot of people sure, moving there are causing sure. it. Well, that's exactly what's causing. Yeah, that you're correct. Thanks for the correction. That's exactly what's causing the jump. Exactly. Because they're well, leaving they're, Manhattan to come right. to your area and you're half Manhattan or whatever the yeah, so brief, brief story before we conclude this one. I actually was looking at a piece of land. I was, maybe this is my first development, real development opportunity. It was 60 acres. Wow. 60 acres. Six yeah. zero. Wow. Six zero acres. Massive. Um, it had gotten approvals for, uh, I think, 40 single family homes because they like big lots in this town. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm kind of running the numbers and then all of a sudden I see that the thing's under agreement and sold. Okay. Whoops. Cool. All right. So um, that idea's out. Uh, and then as I was doing the numbers, I was like, yeah, I really can't afford this to build a <laughs> pro- I mean, I was like, it was like way over my skis. I was like, it was pie in the sky. I was like, maybe I bring in a bunch of investors, blah, blah, blah. Didn't do it, whatever. I find out yesterday that that 60 acre lot sold for cash. Shit. I found out that they are not building 40 single family homes. Really? Nope. It's one person building a 24,000 square foot mansion. Hello, Manhattan money. <laughs> right. 24,000. Nobody needs a 24,000. 24,000 square foot home on 60 acres. It's from Russian oligarch or something. <laughs> it's going to put up a fence around it with his but sniper here's gonna, nest. Here's what you're going to love. Guess what industry the guy comes from? The mortgage industry. (laughs) (laughs) He'll break ground and can't complete. (laughs) I was laughing. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, we're seeing it unfold before our eyes. So he paid cash for the land. I don't know how he's paying for the house, but I think he might've sold his mortgage company Uh, like in the last like six months. So good timing. Perfect timing, right? Cash out, like good for him. Good for him, yeah. I mean, if you nailed it like that, because he'll just he'll build his house for three years. Yes. The mortgage market, you'll have seventy five percent collapse in business. Then he'll go back and buy it for pennies and run it up again. So, Frank, that guy's a genius, frankly. The property tax bill on this property, Michael, is ninety six thousand. Is expected to be about ninety six thousand dollars. A hundred grand a year in property taxes. I'd have to check. I think my entire portfolio is about that. It might be oh, slightly over that. Yeah, I'm from New Hampshire. I'm way over that. <laughs> Prop 13, baby. Prop yeah, 13. I know. <laughs> Mike, tell everybody where they can find you, my friend. One rental at a time. Go to your Google search bar and type that in. Yeah, well worth your time. Saturdays, live streams, 11 a.m. You're doing one tomorrow, right? I am, yeah. 11 a.m. tomorrow on one rental at a time. Don't miss it. Ask your questions. Newbie all the way to sophisticated investor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. And I know that, uh, it's part of our Saturdays in, in the lumberjack household. So oh, that's we enjoy awesome. it. So Mike, thanks so much for your time. We'll see you in segment two. Yep.